welcome to the You and Me show, Our Life's Journey. I am one of your hosts, Bishop, with the lovely... Mary, good morning. Good afternoon. afternoon evening. And good night. <laughs> good night. Whenever you're listening. Me, if you're going to bed listening to this, uh, there you go. Yeah. We're the ones telling you good night. You, you hear our voices last, I, I hope. That's a good thing. Yes. Hope it's not the last thing you hear. But, yeah, yeah. You know. that'd be sad. Please don't die on us. I mean, death isn't sad. This is all in how you look I at mean, it. I mean, death isn't sad unless you just, it just happens. I mean, if it just happens, no matter when it happens, death, it still just death, happens. Death is, death is, is a sad. Sad for who? The people who are like the person, who are mourning the person. The person who's left, the people who are left behind, it's sad for. Yeah, yes, yes. For the actual person, I don't think, I mean, maybe they feel something when they go into the afterlife. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're like, oh, okay. Means, I guess. Yeah. No one knows. We don't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, back at it again. So, what's new and exciting? What's new and exciting? See, I literature. 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 Yes. In what context? Uh, we're reading this book for school. Reading called um, my current read at the moment is mm. "And Then There Were None" by Agatha Christie. And then there were none by Agatha Christie. Don't pre- know anything about it. Previously known as Ten Little Indians," um, which funny story about this this whole like thing. Uh, there's like a version of it where it's like I think it's Ten Little Negroes. Ten Little Negroes. Yes, I think there's a version where it, it's like that. And my nah. friend, I, <laughs> you you worded that down. That's ten little niggers. Oh, oopsies. Well, <laughs> I didn't remember. But my friend it was written in November November sixth, nineteen thirty nine. Well, basically, my friend found this book. He they found this this version of the book, and they came to me and they were like, "Erica, it says ten little n words." And I was like, "What are you talking? What are you talking about?" She was like, "Look at it." And I was like, "Oh my!" The what? new book. The new version has yeah and they were like the and she was she was freaking out because she was like i don't like it i don't want to read a book that says that and she was like look at the cover it's like <laughs> i was like it's okay a, it's okay it's it's and okay there were none i haven't yes. read this um but um it is so far so good um it's a mystery book it's like do you know that movie clue or clue? that play the play clue yes nah. you don't know what that is no, no, I've never seen it. Oh, well, it's basically that. It's, oh. it's basically a bunch of people coming to a mansion and then they say they've murdered all these people. Um, and mm. they're like, oh my God, those are false accusations. And they're all sitting there like, wait, so how did we all get here? Like, why? I thought we were all here on vacation. Uh, and they go into this big mansion and there's somebody trying to kill them all off. Um, it follows a poem and it's really good. Uh, but... Um, uh, I started. It's it's really good. I've never really. So yeah, yeah. So it was published in the UK. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm as the sure. title, Ten Little Niggers." <laughs> um, and then in 1940, yeah, it was published in the US, and they changed the title to "And Then There Were None." Yeah, uh, <laughs> which were taken from. Uh, the first five words of the song. Yeah. Oh. And so it, it was. It was, was kind of. See, it's not. It's not funny, but it is. Uh, but I've never really gotten into mystery books. Uh, I made a. I just. 
I'm just I'm reading while you're talking. In yes. 1986, yeah, um, it was changed to Ten Little Indians. Yeah, this book has had so many titles. It's so <laughs> dumb. Wow. I mean, they've sold a uh, hundred million copies. Yeah, mm. it's a classic, apparently. Yeah, I bet. Um, and... I wonder how many. <laughs> How many which titles sold the most? Yeah, which titles <laughs> sold the most? That'd be kind of funny. Hmm, interesting. But yeah, Miss Agatha Christie over here. Uh, yes. She is famous for a bunch of mystery books. And I was like, oh, I've never really gotten into mystery books. Like, it, it's just not like, hmm. I don't know. I've never really gotten into them. Like, I, I like them. I like the concept of them. But I feel like as being person a person who like writes a bunch of stories, like I don't think I could make a successful mystery. Yeah. Despite the one that I sent you that one time. Um, I'm gonna have to research this rhyme that it's from. This yeah. is an old nursery rhyme, or yeah, something? Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, you've read the nursery rhyme? Yeah, it's, it, that's the whole point of the book. Like, it follows yeah. that whole thing. I've never, I mean, if I've read it, I didn't know what it was. I'm gonna have to see what that is. Yeah. The nurse, is it a nursery rhyme or a poem? I think, I mean, in the story, it's referred to as a nursery rhyme, and like all the characters used to listen to it when they were little. Oh, yeah, it says a nursery rhyme. Even though it really is not, if you read it, it's like, okay, that's not a nursery for kids. rhyme, a song, 10 little Indians in America. Huh. Oh, wow. I, I know this song. Seven little, eight little, nine little Indians. <laughs> oh my God! I never knew that. I remember that song. Oh Lordy! We were talking about the Indians. Seven little, eight little, nine little Indians. Come to find out, this was a. It was not Indians. Yeah. It was wow. I'm gonna have to now check I don't, into that. Now I don't one. know how I feel about that nursery rhyme about ten little monkeys jumping on the bed. Yes. Now I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, that was probably, you know, ten little N words jumping on the bed. But <laughs> monkeys is the same reference, so it's about the same. Yeah. Um Yeah. They were still calling you out. That is interesting that it was a nursery rhyme about ten little black babies. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. One oversleeps on him, then there were eight. <laughs> wow, this is interesting. I mean, I guess I'm uh, taken aback by it. Not really, but you know, <laughs> not really, but you know, you think about a lot of stuff that's out there. Nursery rhymes are really, rhymes. I mean, nursery rhymes are really cruel. Not yeah, 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 a lot I mean, of Rainbow and Rosie was terrible. Mm. If you look at nursery rhymes, they have some wicked storylines, yeah. Wow. Mm hmm. You want to go back and do some research? Indeed, so. What do they mean? Yeah. And so, uh, I, I really like this book. Uh, so far, so good. It's just like one of those. I don't know. I don't want to say like right now it feels predictable, but um, I just like the the course at which um the book goes because it's all the different people's point of views, but it's in third person ammunition. I think. Uh, so you never really get attached to any of the characters. Um, their parts are all like one or two pages long um, for each chapter. Mm. Like, you know, um, so it's really it's really nice. It's really interesting. Um, so far, I like it. But um, 
it's one of those page turners. Like, okay, okay like I, I, I want to keep going. Page turner. But uh, what ended up happening was I was reading this book and then I got inspired because of the words that I was reading. You got inspired. I was reading the words. Wait, and I was, N-word? No. <laughs> the N-word's not in there so far. Yeah. I don't think there's a black character either. Um, oh, okay. But um, I was reading and I was like, I want to write something myself. So I started writing my own thing, and it was it was great. I, I haven't felt that in a while, so it was really nice to do that. But um, the reason why this is me, the reason why I'm telling this little this little <laughs> antidote here, is because I kept writing it when I was in the car on my way to work okay. with my mom, and I was like sitting there and I was laughing to myself because I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad for what I'm doing to this character. Basically, it's just a really awkward situation okay. uh, with these two people. Um, and my mom was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, well, someone's like one of them is getting like kind of rejected, but not really rejected. Just like, OK, slow down. We like not, you know, we're not like that, you know, type of like ordeal. Right. Mm-hmm. And my mom's not into you. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, my mom was like, well, does that have to happen? And right there, it struck my brain. <laughs> it struck my little brain. Because as a writer, that's something that's really it's kind of weird to hear, if that makes any sense. What does it have to happen? Does that have to happen? To the character. Yes. Like, why can't this happen to the character? And it was kind of weird because I was like, there's like this writing exercise mm-hmm. out there where you put a characters into a scenario. But you have to come up with realistically the worst thing that could happen in the uh-huh. situation. But like it has to be realistic. So like yeah. obviously in like a car, if you make two characters get into a car accident or something, the worst thing that could happen is someone dies, right? No. That was just an example, but what I'm just saying. That's I mean, for me, I mean I'm side note here with your thing. For me, the worst thing that could happen to a person it gets in a car accident, it's probably to be paralyzed and they can't move. Oh, but you're still alive. So technically you probably wish you were dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the worst thing that could happen if I died, me it's <laughs> not said, the said, it's worst thing that does when you say the worst thing that happened in a car accident, I guess I'm looking at it who I'm saying from like goes back to the death thing. Well yeah, but I'm just saying looking on the outside of it. Yeah, looking on the outside, the worst thing that could happen to the person or the people concerned about the person. That's why I said the worst thing, could, if it's me, if I'm going to ask you, the worst thing that could happen to me is I get paralyzed and I can't move. Oh, okay. Well. Now, if it's for, say, for you, perhaps if I died, that would be the worst thing for you. Yeah. Not necessarily me, because I'm gone. I mean, I guess. But I'm saying, in a sense of me, like, writing this okay yeah and looking from an audience point of view the person reading this the worst thing that could happen is to your character to the character right now is so they die okay right that's like realistic in a car accident but Mm -hmm. like if a baby drops a pacifier on the floor what's the worst thing that could possibly happen oh uh maybe a dog comes and eats it or something like that and it's their favorite (laughs) pacifier and now that you don't know what to do that's the worst thing that could happen to in that situation so realistically what's the worst thing that could possibly happen and that's what I was doing. And uh-huh. my mom was like, why would you, why does that have to happen? And I'm like, why would, 
I feel like from a writer's point of view or something that you do during storytelling is like you have to make the worst thing that could possibly happen happen in order for it to be interesting. Not necessarily yeah, what you're saying, but like, I mean, that, that's like a rule. Yeah, yeah, but I understand what she was perhaps trying to say. But and I, I um I probably think all writers may think the way you think to wherein if someone's saying, Well, why does that have to happen? Because you're writing the story. You can change the outcome. That was her probably saying, Well, why did that have to happen? You writing it. Yeah. Write what you want to write. Yeah. Versus being a writer in the zone, you want it to be realistic and to follow order. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just writing colorful things all the time and you're writing fairy tales. Yeah. Precisely. And that's the thing is like, a lot of people ask me, oh my God, why do you know your stories have happy endings? Why everything you write is so sad. Everything you write is like terrible. Like, why is there no happy vibes in it? And I'm like, well, that's the point kind of sort of like everybody expects a happy ending at the end of any, everything. And like, I just don't hmm. I mean, I do not deliver like that. You don't um, deliver like that. It's okay. either a cliffhanger or it's kind of sad. Like, I mean, I mean that's but it could be realistic, and it's all in say. how a person looks at it. Because if uh, ending is the car accident and the person doesn't die, they are just injured, and that's the end. Some people can be sad the fact that they actually end up having an accident, but they could find some joy in the fact they survived. Yeah, they're not dead. Yeah, literally, my favorite book ends with the world ending. So, like. I think you said the world ending. Yeah, the world ends in my favorite book that yeah. I've ever read. The world ends at the very end of the book. So therefore, I'm not someone who is all, oh, live happily ever after with like every single one of my stories, but I've been questioned on multiple I mean, occasions. Are like, they realistic endings? I not mean, necessarily sad endings, but or just are they really endings? They're just stopping points. They're just stopping points for me, really. Okay. But, you know, that's something that I get questioned a lot. It's like, okay, why why not make it like this? And I'm like, number one rule here, guys. Don't tell the writer what to write. Um, I mean, that's just people giving their perspective. Yeah. Those who want to be writers, read. Yeah. And you kind of learn from there. Hmm. But, um, so that was, me, that was interesting. Um, literature okay. has been kind of weird for me lately, but um, literature. yes, making the worst thing happen that could possibly happen in a story is kind of it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to work <laughs> with. Uh, it's expansive instead of just like with my theater teacher says. Okay. she says, "Don't deny your partner," which is when they offer the worst thing that could happen that you have to do. You have to do it. So. Me, don't deny what I'm writing. Um, <laughs> she said, "Don't deny what I'm writing." Yes, we're making, we're going big and going instead of going home. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I mean, I grasp it. I grasp it. Speaking of literature, yes. Um, I was having a conversation with your little sister, and oh, uh, she's been, I guess, been watching a lot of YouTube yes. or stuff like this. So first, she says that. Um, Winnie the Pooh is a girl. Yes. I'm like, no. I don't remember. Winnie the Pooh is not a girl. So, I'm like, she's a boy. Because, you know, 
she's the friend to the little boy, whatever his yeah. name is. Um, so we go back and forth. So we Google it. Yes. Come to find out Winnie the Pooh is a girl. Yeah. And all the other characters are boys. Eaglet, Tigger, uh, Emu, the yeah. Rat, the Owl, all those I remember, boys. I remember the whole thing about Winnie the Pooh being a girl, but I don't remember anything about anybody else being guy or boy. Yeah, yeah, everybody so, else are boys. Yeah, I didn't Except that. Winnie. Yeah. Which is weird, but makes a little bit. He's sense. referred to in the uh, like the cartoon. They refer to him as he and um, as a male. Yeah. But they don't identify him. But I was like, okay. Alright. So she was right about that. She yes. said, I told you I was right. Yada. Then she goes on to say that Peter Pan um, she said, check Peter Pan. He has a dark side. I was like, okay, now you're confusing <laughs> Star Wars with Peter Pan. What? There is no dark side. So we go through this whole little thing. He's like, no, no. I was reading. I seen on YouTube where he has a dark side. Yes. Said, All right. So I, I Google it again. Yes. And it's true. Come to find out the story of Peter Pan. Oh. Peter Pan. What, she knows more about stuff than I do here. Is Peter Pan was killing the Lost Boys. Oh. Mm-hmm. He was what? He was killing the Lost Boys. So his dark side is yeah, he was actually killing them. Once they when this when they came to Neverland. Yes. He was in the he was killing them. So Peter Pan. That's is, why they stayed. That's why they stayed. I don't know if that's why they stayed. Well, neither did. Uh, that's why. They yeah, cry. he he started to as as more boys came in different areas, he would go to those areas and kill different lost boys that came there. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so Peter Pan has a dark side. We had to clarify. Yeah. He wasn't on the dark side with yeah. the Star Wars, but he had a dark side to him um, being a children's story. Yeah. And, of course, all this was in the original story. Yeah. But then, of course, they changed it to make it more Disney kid-friendly or whatnot. Yeah. Because it's based on a, a book. Peter Pan is based on a book. Okay. I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't know too much about Peter Pan, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was interesting. So Peter Pan takes children and Neverland, mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. And then they don't want to go back home, all that whole thing. Yeah. Then he ends up killing them. And then he kills them. Yes. He said, I guess I'll just make it so you can't go back. Um, so then if you analyze it, I mean, of course he's a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> but was he a pedophile? Because of course he's a he's a boy himself. Yeah. But you know, because then she wanted to say, well, was he an angel or a demon? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Of course, I can't say he was an angel, but he might have been a demon. Yeah. If in fact he was a demon in a boy's body, body or whatever, killing, yeah, lost boys. Yeah. But are they really lost because he goes to get them? Yeah. He's abducting little boys. Yeah. Keeping them. Keeping them. <laughs> then killing, killing them. them off. 
Um, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say he was a pedophile. I don't know how old Peter Pan is. I, I don't know. How old is Peter Pan? That would be a good question because he never ages. Yeah, so he, he doesn't has age. to be an adult. Oh yeah, if he does. Oh my God, he's like a mortal, sort of kind of not necessarily immortal, but like like you said, he doesn't age. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's been around for a while. A long time. Long time. That is uh disturbing. Um, but it, it leads you to come back to where. What happens when celebrated characters turn out to be sadistic or satanic in nature? Do you erase it or do you try to reshape it? I really don't know. I feel like if you just, the thing is, I feel like nowadays, like, yes, these are very classic characters. That everybody kind of knows about. But once you like were to introduce, I feel like we're introducing new characters. Not necessarily, oh, like it's going to take over all the classical characters, but mm. like you could maybe turn these, not necessarily turn these characters into something that is dark. Oh, and man. to be like, to, you know how we use certain characters to teach certain les- mm-hmm. lessons. You could, you know, right now, Peter Pan kind of just teaches people, okay, stay young, stay innocent, take, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, have your youth with you. No, actually, let's teach the fact that he's low-key just, you know, yeah. let's not kill people. <laughs> let's not kill people. Yeah. Yes, see, I'm pulling up the original stories written by a man named J.M. Barnes who had an unsettling obsession with young boys. Uh, the author was six years old when he lost his 13-year-old brother and he couldn't cope with the trauma. Oh my god, so he's just really not okay. Mm-mm. He's just really not having fun in fresh time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's some dark oh my god. origins about apparently, uh, what? Okay, that's Peter so Pan, as you say, a loved character. Now, the offset to this is that I, I looked at it after it come out, and I'm like, okay, wow. Well, then, we, you know more about Peter Pan. I mean, of course, he's seven. Yeah. YouTube is exposing a lot of the stuff swearing, okay, I'm the adult. Yeah. And you tell me Peter Pan got dark. So I'm like, no, he's not. He's a little boy. Yeah. And Neverland and they always having fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Me, who's truth re- be told, you know his dark side. Yes. Who's really been lying to you here right now? Exactly. Who's really being lied to as of now? Yes. I forgot what else what other character has like a really like sinister Sinister background, but there's a few out there that are mm-hmm. like, um, no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at all of the different things. Um, wow, Peter of course, they used really to say Peter Piper people. was a uh, pedophile, you know, with the mice and playing his flute, and all the kids followed him. Yeah, there's mm. a lot of mm. oh my god, not. Not like necessarily, oh my god. What's their names? Who? Hansel and Gretel? Hansel and Gretel. Apparently, that's like, I don't know how to say this word. That whole story, low key, like anti. Oh my god, I can't say it. Against the Jews. Against the Jews. <laughs> yes. Uh, because a lot of they figured out that like a lot of the characters in like in these types of stories have like the villains have features that Jewish people have mm-hmm. it's like it's made during that time period. 
So I was like, oh, and it was kind of, it was kind of uncomfortable to like, you know, kind of face that whole reality of like, okay, these are the things that we show our children. And, you know, we, you know, I, I didn't know this. And it was kind of just like, oof, these things really just go over our head. And we yeah. don't pay any close attention to things like this. I mean, it's been so many different stories of Hansel and Gretel, the dark um, um, horror of the what was it, the witch um, abducting kids and yeah. with the candy and house and yeah. So. Oh yeah, that is what happened. That's what that is. That's about. the original story. The original story. She just well that we know kids. of. I mean, she just takes kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she lures them. With the candy, yeah, the house made of candy, and then of course, I don't know what she she was doing. She was eating them or whatever. Yeah, I don't she remember what she was actually doing. But um, I just remember that. In part. the like the there's a dark story, and then it's like a not necessarily sci-fi, but like air Hansel and Gretel are killing witches. Oh, okay. And this one, to where they know she's a witch. Yeah, and they're going out killing all the, the the witches, but come to find out, their mother was actually a witch. Oh, okay, but yeah. she was a good witch. Yeah, so I have not heard that one before. But. Yeah, yeah, that was a movie. That was a movie off of the spin. But then I've seen a dark, yeah, the dark one. It was kind of. Oh my goodness! What else did we watch when we were younger? And their names were um, Peter and Wendy. It was a movie that I watched as a young. Not a young age. It was in seventh grade, I think. Uh, it was like this whole metaphor for something. It was really, really weird. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, they had they were like in this rich part. They were like really rich. It was a futuristic story. They were really rich, and not necessarily really rich, but they had like experiences in their in their house where it was like, oh, you could go to the safari, you could go to the zoo, mm. and they go to the safari one day, and suddenly oh my goodness what is this from they go to safari one day and then the all the animals become real and... no, 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 no. oh god no 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 um all the characters become not, real no but like the animals become real and the lion comes out and they're like oh my god wait we thought this was fake it's so weird oh my god what is it i don't even know what it's called it's a book no it's a it's a like a little show movie or something we watched it in school after we read um, a story about it. Not the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> no, uh, it's definitely not that. Oh, I miss Narnia. Hey, I dream about up. Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, you got me on that one. Yeah. But yeah, these it's nursery like, rhymes are all evil. They're all evil. Yeah, Loki. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. Because uh, I remember African proverbs and stories that they used to tell that were similar but they weren't really nursery rhymes. They all had a a um, moral yeah. to the story. We love fables. Yeah, yeah, fables. That thing. I mean, I can go with that. But even those may have a yeah. Now, tone. now I'm sitting here like, you know what? The turtle finishing last. How do I feel about this now? I don't know how I feel about uh, it. That's a lot. It didn't finish I mean, last. Turtle? Finished first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after the thing, whatever. What was it? The rabbit. The rabbit fell asleep or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If, he fell asleep on the job. Yeah. You know, he felt like he had plenty of time. That's slow and steady slow wins and the slow race. And steady wins that's the what rest. that's all about. Who knows? I don't know. But 
there's always an ulterior motive to that, right. whether it's Negro spirituals um, that they sing. Um, of course, there's a message in it. Yeah. Whether the message is evil or message is enlightening, you know. Although a lot of things are deemed evil because they're abnormal. There's a message in the bottle. Yeah. So, so all in, I guess, who the message is for, how it's internalized. Very interesting um, ordeal we got going on here. Because now, I mean, now I'm questioning everything. <laughs> because, I mean, you just told me Peter Pan is it's a serial killer yeah. um, and now i'm like um i don't know how i feel about peter pan anymore um but then that's, that's still a question where I, if i knew the original story and i said okay hey i want to take this character and make him beloved yeah if i'm a i just gonna leave I this say, part out <laughs> yeah yeah i can't say i'm a conspiracy theorist or creator there is that thing where can i do this can I convince the world that this person is a beloved character when actually he's a serial he's killer? A kill- yeah. They really, I mean, they done did it. Yeah. And I'm like, where? where childlike. Hey, yes. Who did this? Yeah. Who made him? Oh, wow. They did make him childlike. That's a mental illness. Anyways, uh, if he's that old. Um, I don't know who it, bought it. Might when, have been Walt. Who when knows? I saw, what I saw is that they said he's like 14, 15. Uh, that's like his character. Oh, character. But, should, but like, obviously, he's not like. Yeah, because he's been there for yeah, eons. He's been there for however long. Um, so that's a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. They said he's immature, quote unquote. Me, um, that says something. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, we're redlining. We're gonna take a break, and then we'll be right back. And we're back as we continue our discussion of literature. Yes. Speaking of literature, before we go on, there's um, this is in the news. Oh, uh, okay. About Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman, age twenty-two. Okay. She will be the youngest person to read at the inauguration of President-elect <gasps> Joe Biden. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's, she's a so poet. She's so tiny. She's a poet. That she's reading her poetry. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah, so. Look at her. Keep going, Miss Girl. be rather interesting. Um, be careful. I'd say the last person to read uh, was poetry. What is this? Uh, well, Maya Angelou in 1993 with Bill Clinton. Uh Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It says that she's the youngest. Yeah. Um, at twenty-two to that, read. Wow, she is quite young. Yeah. That sure. is a tiny, as a tiny baby. This is a tiny baby. That's an accomplishment. Yes. That's all it is. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. All right, Kudos. we're moving on with the literature and the. Evil nursery rhymes. <laughs> the evil nursery rhymes. The evil nursery rhymes. Don't read them to your kids. Please don't. Me, not anymore. Me, let's cancel them. <laughs> cancel all nursery rhymes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not really, Mother Goose and, you know, Pinlo Indians or yeah. whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. The monkeys on the bed. 
Um, trying to think of the ones that I do recall. Yes, all the ones with underlining. Underlying. But the question is, do you even know they're underlining? I was not just, at a glance. I, no. I was just perusing. They were talking about, of course, the statement is nursery rhymes in general are the worst things anyone has contributed to the literature of the world. Wow. They okay. almost always contain dark themes such as handicapped animal uh, mutilation, three blind mice, uh, infant and uh, this is infant death, I guess. Oh. Um, Rockabye baby. <laughs> oh my God! Are you serious? Yeah. No. Rockabye baby on the treetop. When the wind when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. And then uh, the bow breaks, which means the branch breaks. Yeah. And the cradle and the baby fall. So they. This is about death. This is about a baby oh in a God. cradle. You're rocking it. The wind blows and it's rocking. Yeah. The branch breaks. Baby and the cradle fall yeah. to their death. People are singing that thing to the kids. Uh, and then, of course, they talk about even the possible murder suicide. They call it a murder suicide of Jack and Jill. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Of course, they're talking about the three little pigs. I know Humpty Dumpty is like a thing, and everyone's like, oh my god. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, I think that's about suicide. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't pick the Humpty Dumpty back together again. Yeah, I guess it could be. He was on the wall, he jumped. Yeah. Cracked the skull. He couldn't save him. Hmm. Interesting. That's a mess. (laughs) That's a mess. So yeah, yeah. Cut these nursery rhymes out, people. Yeah. Stay away from them. They're evil. Yeah. Someone please just make horror movies out of them. They that that makes for good content. Hmm. Well, there it is. Content grabber. If you're into the horror films. Yes. Okay. Well, back to I think I was asking about trying to convince the masses of an evil character. Yes. Being in essence, good. It's almost like a challenge where yeah. I know they're evil, yeah. but I'm going to try to convince you or the general public and make them a beloved character. Right. And, of course, we see it happening, but sometimes it happens on a small scale when some people accept it, but yeah. when the masses, because like you say, we're masses. Everybody yeah. knows about Peter Pan. Yeah. But Small pockets know about this dark side of stuff. Yeah, this is like recently yeah, coming out. Lord Jesus, they're watching YouTube, and I guess YouTube is in the exposing how she gets these things. I don't know. I just, hey, I mean, YouTube recommended page be giving me some stuff, and I'm like, hello. So, you know, so all it takes is you to see one. Yes, interesting. All right, well, that's that's one of those takeaways that I'll. I say I'll take it with a grain of salt, and then we'll see what we'll happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, and hopefully they'll have a better understanding of the things that are out there and don't right. get caught up in the nonsense. Right. Speaking of nonsense, not necessarily nonsense, but I had I was I was thinking, me and my friend were watching a show. Not necessarily like watching a show. I was watching an anime. Anime. Yes, anime. Hold up. When did <laughs> anime? Just 
eliminate. It's a cartoon. Yes, it's just, it's just. I mean, I hear that a lot. I'm like, okay, it's anime, animation, anime. Just it's a cartoon. Anime just referring to Asian cartoons, quite literally. Okay, that's what I think of it as. Pretty much, it it's just an Asian cartoon. That's what they refer to. All eight. When they say anime, they talk about Asian cartoons. Yes. All right. So basically, subtitles. Uh, everything's kind of in a different language unless they translate Mandarin. Yes, Uh, which is really cool. Or you know, whole thing. Basically, we were watching an anime, and they all have a very interesting uh way of. I don't know. All all anime has a very. It's very dramatic. It's very. It's very fun to watch. I I love it. Uh, I'm just now getting into it, and I feel like I'm really late. Because I remember when I was in like at the end of like elementary school, everybody started like a lot of people started watching it, and people were like, "Oh my god, it's so weird!" People just thought it was weird. I don't understand why they thought it was weird. Anime is wonderful, wonderful place. Um, Mm. Unless (laughs) there's a few out there that are just like, "Oh my god!" And also, a lot of people, I guess, a lot of creators in Asian countries don't always know the like what's it called, the symbols in the United States. Or in different countries that mm-hmm. might be like not appropriate, okay. which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see a few questionable things, but like, oh my god, what is that? But it's not meaning what you actually think it means, yeah. because they don't know what it means. A translation, there's a there's there's a a, a gap. There's a little disconnect sometimes. Mm-hmm. But basically, we were watching the show, um, and they were like, my friend asked me, you know, like, why do you like it? Like, you know, and. Well, I basically went on to explain to him that the show that I was watching is called Hayeku. Hey, what? Hayeku. It's about Hayeku. Hayeku. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. All right. Um, it's about volleyball. Um, volleyball. It's about volleyball. It's about okay. the guys bringing volleyball on the team. And I was like, the reason why I like the show is because there's no establishment of romantic relationships in this show at all. And I was thinking to myself, it's so hard to find content like now that does not, it's like the basis or the side story is not including like a romance. Okay. And I thought it was really cool because I mean, like I, you know, it's like I said, it's really rare. Um, And I like this show because it lets the audience kind of like speculate who is with each other or who is attracted to one another or who likes who or who's in a relationship with who like there's well, no it's not obvious it's not necessarily that it's not obvious but it's never established oh, like okay. it's never said or never written or never like a scene where it's like these two people are dating or these hmm. two people like each other or you know these two people are infatuated with each other and i think that's really cool because it lets everybody else kind of decide who they want to be together if that makes any sense come the, the people who are watching it yeah that makes if that makes any sense like mm-hmm. i could just speculate and say oh my god these two people are together but every time i watch the, the scene with each other like i'm gonna notice other stuff but are you said these are all guys right yeah these are all guys and then there's a girl manager and there's a few women it's like but like they'll, they'll like freak out over this girl or something but it's not like oh they're in a relationship with them okay so and I feel like that's really hard to find. Like, you don't have shows like that or have movies where there just isn't a romantic interest. Like, yeah, you can have an adventure movie, but you know, there's going to be a girl or a guy that accompanies them and then they're going to fall in love with the end. You know, they're going to, you know, whole thing like that. But yeah. I think 
what people need to keep doing is creating tension between characters. Creating tension. Create tension between characters, but never establish a, a relationship between them, like a formal romantic relationship. Okay, that's what you feel like is. I feel like we should do that more often. Because I mean, <laughs> it's starting to happen, but it's not like I feel like that's just more realistic. She's at more. I feel realistic. like you have that more often. There's tension between two people, but they never get together. Okay. Or everyone's like, "Oh, you should date," but it's not like you know, you never do that. I was trying to find when you were talking. I was trying to find this question that I wrote down about commercialized um, content. Commercialized. Commercialized content, uh, meaning you know, a commercialized. Yeah. Commercialism is what sells more sex, money, or drugs. Sex, money, or drugs? Mm -hmm. What sells commercialized content? Uh, I want to say sex, but I also want to say money. I wouldn't say drugs. I wouldn't go too much towards the drugs. Mm -hmm. Because I haven't, I mean, I've seen a few commercials that have that effect of like euphoric, you know, euphoric feelings okay. a certain product but i haven't seen them like i don't know like i just don't see them that often okay so um, drugs aren't yeah. overly commercialized yes but i see a lot of sensual commercials which i mean they're cool y'all do y'all thing you're doing great um money money in a sense of not necessarily like oh this product is going to make you rich but in a sense where it's like a person who is wealthy is displaying their this product said so on and so forth mm. or like the person with this product has a really you know rich like lifestyle okay. so i'd say i've only seen so many sensual commercials and they're also really specific they're like you know like perfume commercials uh-huh that's you see more sensual things like that but with money yeah, i'm not sure uh, Those are the more popular commercials I've seen. The one with perfume, parfum. Uh, I think everything is sex. Oh, everything. Yeah. Movies, um, commercials, sports, sports, everything. Sports. I want to come out commercialize when you're commercializing your product. Yes. Or whatever it is, I think sex is what. I always say Please six sales. Yeah, I was going to say, give me an example of sports because I I can see everything else you've just said. Uh, sports. sports, like um, Sprite commercial with a LeBron or another talent. Yes. The the way they are dressed, their body, uh, what you see, how they drink, the um, drink is all sexualized. Okay. Now that makes more sense. There you go. That's what I mean. That's yeah. that's what's used. They don't use money. Um, now I, I can see money used in addition to yeah the sex because you're talking about the perfume commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's a sexual thing that they're displaying with the woman, but you see she's a woman of a certain status. Yeah, meaning very classy. Classy. Very... You have to have money to purchase this. Yeah, or if you have money. Uh, or if you purchase this, you were in that group. Yeah. Uh, but it's everything is overly sexualized. 
um, when made me think of this when you're talking about the anime. Yes. And the relationship because you look at most almost all movies or shows there is some kind of relationship that's in there um and the tension yeah could be sexual tension or relationships or yeah. and now it's crossing the lines it's not necessarily male female it's yeah. female female or male male it's whoever it's whomever and it's just weird that you don't have clearly defined content that's not as you say, overly sexualized. Yeah, so I think it's kind of cool when you find just something that, like this anime is just about volleyball. Like, it's kind of cool. But does it last? Does it last? But, does, but I mean, I, I've, I, I I've, I've mean. read some an, anime uh, comic books when I yeah, was yeah. at Edgefield. Love, lovely manga. Yeah, man, what is it? Is it mango? I think it's manga. Manga, whatever. I was reading those. Um, fairy tales. That's the fairy tale. Fairy tales. I was reading fairy tales. Yeah, a lot of my um, friends. Yeah, large series. I was yes. reading fairy tales, but even that, it's overly sexualized. Yeah, the way they draw, the art. Now they may not be talking about it or even uh, establish a dominant relation because I ain't seen this volleyball yeah. thing. Yeah, but when you go back and look at it, is it visually sexualized? No, the way they draw the characters how the characters look, what they may be doing at that particular time. Some of their drawings are like over the top. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's extreme. So technically it is sexy. If it's a girl and her boobs are just huge, yeah, yeah. that's overly mean. sexualized. Yeah, yeah. I know what you So they're not that. saying it, but they're visually I mean for some I mean I know some shows that are like that, but I mean, with my volleyball anime, no, they're all very, you know, if you watch it, you're going to be like, okay, this is literally I mean, but they're about playing, volleyball. Hey, okay. Well, hey, um, and, the question is when you have stuff that start with a, a genuine focus, wherein you're talking about something you want to stay away from these cliches or these things, Yeah. can you be successful? I mean, I think most people, that's what most people look for. Now, like I'm saying, like everybody, like content. like no, I'm saying like audience-wise, people want juicy relationship, juicy tension between characters, chemistry between characters in a romantic way, mm. or just a really deep camaraderie that could be deemed as oh my god, they're together. I just think that's what people like nowadays because okay. that's what we've been kind of I don't know, not necessarily raised it's upon, but, like, but that's yeah, like you said, that's what we've been conditioned to like, you know. But for me, I mean, obviously, me being a person that makes content, so and so forth, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it. Like, I'm not <laughs> someone who just makes all of my stories have some type of romantic element involved in it. If that's not the entire basis of the story, okay. Um, but I wish I feel like I wish I could write something that had no type of tension not necessarily no type of tension but no type of actual romantic establishment mm. and feel comfortable and like consistent enough to do it because you yeah. know once you have like a subject once you have your conflict and everything and you go to you know i feel like most stories will be over really fast okay they're short-lived yes a lot of things are short-lived without the establishment of like relationships because then that alters people's decisions to do certain things you know mm -hmm. how they feel about a person influencer. it is influence someone um 
And if you just had a character that is like very set on, you know, what they want to do and, you know, how they're going to solve the problem, like, and they just go for it and that they don't run into any type of obstacle, then like, yeah, that would be over very fast. But we need to find things that I guess aren't romantic that interfere. That aren't romantic. Mm. Not necessarily aren't romantic, but like aren't romantic in, in regards to the character. Like, think of like, okay, you're on a mission to get something, I guess, like a... Say the Lord of the Rings. I have no idea. You know what's in the Lord of the Rings? I okay, don't. So I'm sorry. We can't go with that one. Well, maybe. You're after something like very... What's the word? Oh my goodness. What's the word? I cannot think of this word. Precious. A precious item or something. <laughs> I guess. I <laughs> Yes. Don't even... <laughs> but you've never seen the movie. I, I haven't. I so haven't. how you know I'm about sorry. the precious? Wait, that's what it's called? Yes. Okay, I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know this. Okay. okay. Uh, precious. I feel like if you're after something or maybe someone's looking for their mom. Mm. Okay. They're only trying to go look for their mom because they haven't seen their mom. You know what's going on. What's going on? Okay. If someone else's relationship, like romantic relationship, like imagine you have like a stepdad and the stepdad has left your mom and now he's with another woman mm -hmm. and you go and visit your stepdad and you're like, okay, where's my mom? And he's with another woman. If that romantic relationship gets in your way of like, okay, I'm looking for my mom and you're not with her anymore. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's a different type of romantic relationship. And there's a different type of obstacle. But if you have a character that's looking for their mom, and they meet a girl, and now they're distracted because they go to them and talk about how, oh my god, I can't find my mom. I don't want to know where my mom is. I'm going to give in to you because you're going to fill this void. Mm -hmm. You're going to fix my mommy issues, right? Then, you I know, mean, I know that's I know, I know that's what people want. Because you're going to have a cliffhanger. It's going to come to that realization people, to where you distracted me. Yeah. me. I know that's what people want. But mm. I feel like we always go for that. Uh -oh. We go Bless. for it so much more. And I'm sick of it. Although, it, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's not. It's 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 realistic. Th things like that happen. Okay. Uh. People go and, you know. Oh, see, here's an example. As good as it gets. Have you seen that movie? No. As good as it gets is about this guy who has OCD. And he has to watch his gay neighbor's dog. And he goes to this restaurant. And he's obsessed with the waitress, waitress, the waitress. Yes, and they end up falling in love. Whole whole ordeal, or he tr kind of forces her to fall in love with him. It's kind of weird, um, but basically, like the whole thing is, he has all these tendencies, all these obsessions, and all these compulsions. But they slowly get better with, you know, once this he girl. Yes, that makes me angry because. It's the whole lover comes and saves the day. Knight in shining mm -hmm. armor type of ordeal. I it we're a female. It grinds my gears. <laughs> that this female, this a um attraction, but I mean, if you're looking at it, I'm just being yes. advocate. Okay. I have all these obsessions. Yes. But I meet this girl that I'm into, and you're saying all of these other obsessions go away once I get yeah, or all, her. but yeah, but I'm just saying it's like a mental illness, obviously. But the whole, I'm just saying, like, but his, I'm just saying, his if mental you illness look at it, disappears. It, it doesn't. 
he's replacing it with his attention on her. Oh, probably. I guess. So these obsessions. They're just feeling the void with another person. No way, but then the picture is painted. Okay, yeah, she cured you, but no, you're obsessed with her now. Yeah. And it kind of sucked because, I mean, I the movie's great. It's a good it's a good movie. As good as it's, it gets it's, now. It's a good movie. Um, because the characters are all just like kind of different. Um, and that's kind of cool. But I do not like the fact that we have this whole like, oh, lover comes and saves the whole day and everything's <laughs> fine now because you love someone. Like, no, that's not that is we not how it works. Love does not solve all of your problems. It's literally just an extra problem. I'm mm, sorry. <laughs> not necessarily an extra problem. Not an extra it problem. It could be made to be a problem, but uh, love is not the save all. It's an extra of thing. A, another individual. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that? you can't really use love to replace something that is missing. It kind of is just an add-on. Uh, well, I guess it's all in how you look. I mean, at unless it. you're missing love, and then you go and get love, then it's now okay. <laughs> yes, that, I mean, it can go if, it's, if it goes in its section. The love of something else to supplement what you're you're missing. Not to say that it would replace what you're missing, but it can supplement. I mean, I guess if the, if it's shaped right and it fits. I mean, if it fits, if it distracts you long enough, or whatever the case may be. Let's just mold it into the. Let's mold, mold it into. I a mean, circle. I guess it's all in how you're doing. If you're trying to mold, as you say, mold it into what you're missing. Then you're gonna probably miss the the, the uh, mark. Me, it's gonna go through. You gotta accept go right it for what <laughs> it's gonna go right accept through. it for what it is, and then go from there. You're gonna cut it too short. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's content. You know, I guess you gotta try to be as creative as possible to get the audience to buy in. Yes. Because I mean, I've seen things. Because I was thinking about the Lord of the Rings. Yes. And of course, it's about the Hobbit trying to take the precious, and as precious as a ring, and you yeah. got people trying to get the ring. Yeah, um, they're trying to destroy the ring. Yes. Um, but then it was like, okay, they're on a mission. Everybody's focused. You got hobbits. You got elves. You got dwarves. You got uh, all these different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, there is no romantic relationships. Yeah. Everybody's focused. Everyone's trying on to do what something. they're doing. Yeah. But the characters, the female characters, the elves, are sexualized in their um, costumes. Oh, okay. How they're dressed, you know. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, they're not talking about relationships. They're not saying anything, but you still see it. Okay, that makes sense. That's seeing it keeps a person's interest, and then they go wherever. It's almost like a commercial for, um, supposed to be for hot dogs. Yeah. But, but if you sexualize it, you know. You sexualize it, there it is. Yeah. We ain't got to say this is what we're doing, but this is what we're doing. Yeah. Because that's what I think it may be advertising. It just may be the thing that they've gone with. Okay, this is how we're going to sell stuff. Yeah. You know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. But it's everywhere. Yes. So that's kind of cool to notice. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Challenge. It is. All right. Well, that has been our show. From literature to art to advertisement to evil nursery rhymes. Yes. Sex, that's money, and drugs. Sex, money. Okay, I can't say that because yeah. we'll get copyrighted. Oh, there's so many, you know, versions of that song. Who knows? Yeah. 
All right. Well, other than that, what do you else do you have with us for us before we shut it down today? Oh goodness, I had a little quote. Uh, a quote. A quote for uh, no, not as a quote, but um, hey guys, just wanted to let you know that going into this week, we must be aware of the fact that everything that you want, everything that you wish to have, everything that you desire to accomplish is already made for you. You just got to manifest it and keep you know working hard at it a little bit. Hmm, was you at church this morning or something? No. <laughs> okay. Could have thought. Oh. Yeah. So I could have thought so. Oh wow. Your statement. Wow. Look at that. Mm-hmm. But yes, everything that you desire is already made for you. It's already there. It's already there. All I do is reach out and get it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Channel that energy. Get it. As they say, reach up and get your blessings. Yes. In other words, or in other terms, other oh Jesus Christ. Go check out our Instagram, you and me casting, <laughs> our website, you and me our lifejourney.com, our Patreon. Go support us on there. Send us an email. Um and go check out our Twitter and our YouTube channel. Um I right. hope you all have a great day. Yeah, that's good, a wrap. good morning, good afternoon, or good night. It's been a blast. As I always say, stay safe, be easy. Peace.